It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up and what's happening, Reds fans? Welcome into this hump day edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thanks for joining me. There are 43 days left until opening day. Raise your hand if you can't wait for opening day. Let the record show that everyone is raising their hand. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the infield. I've got some storylines I'm thinking of to introduce to us as the team reports to spring training also get to some jib jab with joey only a few more segments left from the chat that he gave to season ticket holders at reds fest we'll jump into that a little later on in the show before we get to all of that though make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms follow me on twitter at jeff carr with three f's and follow the show at locked on reds Save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Also, check out the blog. So many things to remember, but uh, check out the blog at LockedOnReds.com for even more content. I've got an article up there, and so does Clay Snow. Clay looks at the last decade of off-seasons and why we are so spoiled and so blessed from this off-season it's currently still going on. I almost talk about it in the past tense. Whatever. It's almost over. It's almost time for the season. But you know what? Before we get to talking about the infield, let's get to the news. News team assemble! There is one piece of news regarding the Reds, and this news is a bit surprising. If you remember me a few days ago talking about the subsequent move whenever the Reds added Pedro Stroke to the roster, they decided to designate Sal Romano for assignment, in which I, I totally assumed, as 
probably most of you listening did, that he would be claimed off waivers by another team. Added to a team that needs pitching depth, maybe even someone to compete for a rotation spot. But no, somehow, in some way, he passed through waivers and not one of the other 29 Major League Baseball teams claimed him. So Sal Romano remains a Cincinnati Red. Now, there's two thoughts I have on this real quickly before we jump into today's focus topic. Number one, awesome for the Reds. The Reds continue to have pitching depth because Sal Romano will now be in Louisville. He also got an invite to spring training, so he will be in Goodyear. It's not as if he will be remainder to AAA and not even have a shot at a major league spot. But he will be able to pitch in spring training and show his stuff because he's got a great fastball. He just has to develop some other pitches and maybe work on his control a little bit. The other thought that I have, though, for this is it's kind of, I'm kind of bummed for Sal because Sal is a talented pitcher. He's shown flashes of that talent. It's not, you know, if he were a consistently talented guy, he'd be on the roster. But he's shown flashes of that. And if he can harness that, especially during spring training, working with uh, Kyle Bodie and guys like that, and then even getting into Louisville, you've got the entire organization finally aligned with one pitching philosophy. Sauramano could really benefit from that. However, he's not going to really get that big of a shake to try and get on the major league roster. So personally for him, I kind of feel bad for him. Uh, Hopefully he rises to the challenge and we see him in Cincinnati this season. The only interesting thing with that would be he would have to be re-added to the 40-man roster. Somebody else would have to be kicked off. That could mean, I mean, there's been speculation with all of the outfielders on the roster that during spring training there may be a forthcoming transaction. Now, that is complete speculation. There's no forthcoming rumors or anything like that related to it. But yeah, Sal Romano, still a red after all we said about him getting claimed off waivers. That didn't happen. He's going to be a Louisville bat if he doesn't make the Major League roster out of spring training. And with that, we'll move on to today's focus topic. I, I kind of thought about talking about the whole expanded playoff thing. I have a blog post at LockedOnReds.com talking about that. A little bit of a shameless plug, I'm, I'm going to have a post later this weekend on Red Leg Nation talking about it and some ideas that I have that are better. And no, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. I, I'm, I'm going to tweak what they proposed for the expanded playoffs. That's going to be in Red Leg Nation this weekend coming up. And, and, and to be honest with you, it's just, I think, universally hated. I think everyone thinks it's a bad idea. So for me to just come on here and just, you know, talk more crap about it, then that's preaching to the choir. You guys get it. I get it. We all hate it. It, it better not happen. We'll leave it at that. So, so let's jump into today's topic. Today, we're talking about the infield, right? We talked about the outfield. On Monday's episode, just setting up some storylines for that. It's not as if I talked about the outfield and I'm not talking about it again because that's going to be one of the main things we focus on here in spring training as the games get going, practices, all that different stuff, roster developments. There's lots to be had to talk about the outfield. There's quite a bit to talk about the infield, too. Now, three positions really are spoken for. And really, Freddie Galvis is the shortstop. Unless the Reds go out and make a trade. So really, all four starting spots are spoken for. 
assuming health. Obviously, with Suarez's shoulder, some are now believing that he may miss just a smidge of time here at the beginning of the season. So that will kind of shuffle some things up. Let's look at the depth, because the storyline surrounding shortstop is moot until the Reds actually make a deal. And as of right now, Freddie Galvis is a shortstop. They don't have another shortstop on the roster. That's just the way it is. For those of you out there, and I don't know that I count myself in that group. I'm kind of on the fence on this. Like, you know, if you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, there's the episode where they they have the the trial between uh, Frank and Dennis because Frank hit Dennis's car and caused him to spill cereal all over his car. And, and, and the whole thing is like, you know, they're trying to convince everyone in the group. Well, I'm on the fence. I'm not on one side or the other when it comes to whether I think it's a good or bad thing to have Freddie Galvis as your everyday shortstop. I just don't think there's a track record. Kind of like what Lance said about Jose Iglesias, this kind of applies to Freddie Galvis as well. He doesn't have a track record of playing for playoff teams. But that doesn't necessarily mean he himself is a bad player. He's just found himself on bad teams. Maybe he's actually a pretty good shortstop. We'll find out because I think the Reds are going to hand him the reins. Uh, There's not been a whole lot of talk about trading for a shortstop. So for right now, as we open up the storylines coming into spring training, we're just going to assume Freddie Galvis is the guy because until the Reds make a move, that is the case. So let's look instead at the second base situation. The second base situation is fixed whenever Suarez is healthy, but until he's healthy, there are a number of guys who can fill in there. Obviously, the number one guy who we all know should play second base is Nick Senzel. Everyone and their mother told us when he was in the minors, he is a plus defender at second base. The issue becomes... And most of the management and the front office have said as much. They made him a center fielder. They kind of want him to stay comfortable in center field. And I get it. A center fielder, I think a center field, a good center fielder is worth more than a good second baseman. But that, you know, whatever. We can debate that till the cows come home. The whole thing here is team need. The team has a center fielder that they could put there and put Nixon Zell at second base. They could put Shogo in center and put Nixon Zell in second base, and I think the lineup is better for it. But they keep mentioning Josh Van Meter, and they keep mentioning Alex Blandino, and just about everybody. Kyle Farmer also gets brought up. Everybody else who has the ability to play second base and is at least passable in the lineup. That kind of bugs me, and I get it. They're talented guys. They're major league ball players for a reason. But if you have a ready-made, awesome option in the lineup who can play second base and play it at a pretty high level, why on earth aren't you doing that? The consensus is Mustakis is going to move to third base. Yes, easy, done. That's what he mostly played in Milwaukee, what he mostly played in his entire career, in fact. He's been a third baseman. The Reds signed him and announced he'd be their second baseman back when Suarez didn't have a jacked-up shoulder. Now that Suarez has a jacked-up shoulder, the word, and and this was coming from Dick Williams, is, well, obviously, we're moving Moustakis to third. Obviously, sure, whatever. Obviously, you should move Nixon Zell to second base. Will they do that? That remains to be seen. We do have spring training together. It's nice. Nixon Zell already reported to Goodyear. I don't know if you caught those videos that were making their way around the social media sphere. 
Nixon's ill taking hacks in the batting cage. Joey Votto's there as well. Everyone's talking about how good their swings look. Look, everyone's swing looks good in the batting cage. Unless you watch the opening minutes of Major League and you see Willie Mays Hayes hitting straight-up pop-ups every time. They don't do that in real life. So their swings look good. Yes, I, I love it. I love the fact that they're they're working right now. They're so excited for this season. Like, look, you, me, we're talking about the Reds. We love the Reds. We are excited for the season. The level of excitement for the players on the team probably far surpasses ours so much that we cannot even see where they are as far as their level of excitement. So I, I am very pleased to see all of the guys showing up for Goodyear, getting ready for spring training. It's, it's almost here. Let's jump on in. Uh, we're going to do some jib-jab with Joey. But, but before we get to that, Spring training is almost here, which means Cactus League action is forthcoming. And if you're planning to get out to Arizona to watch the Reds and any and all other Cactus League teams, the best way to get out there is visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans because you've got 10 stadiums with 15 major league teams all within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. So you can get to everything. And on top of that, you've got awesome landscapes. I mean, Arizona's known for its outdoor adventures and national parks, lots of great places to explore. But when it comes to the game, I mean, spring training, everyone is so laid back. You can meet your favorite players, get some autographs, and then enjoy some baseball in some nice, warm weather. If you're like me and you live in the tri-state area right now, you're freezing your bunions off, head out to Arizona, warm up, and watch some Reds baseball. Best way to do that, visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Go there and book your spring training excursion today. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Reds podcast is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Reds fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, but a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Reds fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. This is the Red Surge, boys. The Red Surge. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto is delivered. Make it V for victory. A little more of a lighthearted uh, jib-jab with Joey segment today. 
Jim Day asks him, and actually they play a video uh, showing different clips of Joey messing with visiting fans, messing with whenever the Reds are visiting in different cities, especially Philly. Uh, he, you know, the antics that he pulls on different fans and different things like that. And Joey's got a fun, a fun answer. And uh, yeah, they, they have a nice little fun uh, back and forth. Enjoy. Is this just spontaneous or? Yeah, no, I was just trying to, it wasn't intent. I mean, it wasn't, it was definitely spontaneous, but I was just having fun. And some of those fan base are really challenging and, and, yeah. and they've got, they're smart. They're really smart and uh, they've got a lot to say and it's fun to play with them. That's a good way to put it, smart. No, they really are. They're smart people. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they boo you in Philly. It's great. I love it. It's my personal well, they boo, they, I don't feel special. They boo their own players, so. Yeah. They do. They sued Mike Schmidt for years, one of the greatest, yeah. if not the greatest third baseman of all time. Yeah, he's a great third baseman, for sure. Yeah. Some of you may have noticed there's a video going around, and actually it's a segment of Jib Jab with Joey on a earlier episode a couple weeks ago of him talking about some of his favorite teammates and things like that. There, it's a video of him. And, and and most of you guys probably went to Reds Fest, so you know, he had the epic beard. Well, if you've seen the videos of him reporting to spring training, the epic beard is gone. Joey is back to being all business. Dude is ready to go. And, you know, as the naysayers uh, would just love to take swings at him because last season, obviously, I mean, we all know, look, 2019 was probably the worst season of Joey Votto's career. According to fan graphs, if you look at fan graphs, he was worth 0.7 wins above replacement. That's right, 0.7. A man who just a few years before that in 2017 when he was runner-up for MVP was worth 6.5 wins above replacement. Back in 2015, he was 7.3. 2019, he was 0.7. In fact, even in 2018, he was 3.5. So he he's getting back to work. He's ready to go, ready to attack this season. I, I really believe, and look, I know, we, we, we said it last year after the decline in 2018, and then he just declined further in 2019. I think we're going to see a much better Joey Votto than what he showed us last season. And, and you know, one of the other great sabermetric stats, really probably better than looking at wins above replacement, weighted runs created plus. The value, the the amount of runs that he added to the lineup, he was right on average at 101. Average is 100. He was at 101. He's going to be better, folks. He's going to be better. I, I believe that he'll be up around 370 on base, maybe even 380. I mean, if he gets to 400, if he is at 400 on base and Shogo's getting on base 35% of the time and those are our top two guys in the lineup, man, oh, man, I I don't see how any of these projections that are saying that the Reds will be a playoff team don't come true. I mean, you know, we had Pakoda, which I think is called Pakoda. I don't think people say every letter, but the baseball prospectus uh, projection system Projects the Reds to win the division. And I love that. And Pakoda was actually super bullish on Shogo Akiyama this year as well. Their 50 percentile, which means what is most likely to happen, has him batting over 300. I love it. I, this stuff is awesome. Joey looks like he's standing up more. In in those videos that I mentioned, you know, everyone's saying, oh, he, he's got a good swing. And, and I know that I also said that everyone looks good in the batting cage. 
But the important thing with Joey is he's still got that upright stance. He's still got the standing tall in the box look. He's still got the good stride, the good swing. He's not got that really bad crouch down, choking up halfway on the bat look that everyone was almost really concerned about whenever they saw that happen last year. So this I, this is going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year overall for the Reds. Joey is going to be a big part of that. Anyway, I've jabbered on enough about Joey. If you've missed any of the other segments of Jib Jab with Joey, go back and check him out. For the most part, they were Tuesday episodes, but sometimes it got pushed to Wednesday. Kind of like this one. As last week, I talked to C. Trent. This week, talked to Lance. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna we got more Red Sox coming this week. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. We talked about the infield today. I want to talk about the catchers tomorrow. I want to talk about why our boy Tucker Barnhart has been disrespected this off season. Absolute disrespect. That's right. I said it. He's better than everyone's giving him credit for, and so is Kirk Casale. We're gonna talk about that tomorrow. The best way to not miss any episode, any day, subscribe, whatever platform you're using. If it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya, the Podbean app, whatever app you've got, it's got a subscribe button, and it automatically downloads each and every day. So hit that button. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr, with three Fs, and follow the show, at Locked On Reds, and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone. That's lots to do. Yes, I know. 513 549 Five nine and for even more content, check out the blog at lockedonreds.com. Just so much red stuff swirling around the interwebs. Check them out. But for now, my name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.